in all fairness, there was no point in recording anyway. Nobody's going to see this noise. Are you recording already? Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. <laughs> this week's topic was a pain in my ass. I kept thinking we're going to talk about the most famous doctors in movies, and I had a diatribe 20 minutes long about Patch Adams. I really don't know where we did. We even discuss that as a, I don't even remember discussing that as a topic. No, yeah, but as soon as, he, as soon as you said presidents, I was like, oh yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. But if you'd have hooked me up to a lie detector test, I would have passed it saying we were going to talk about doctors. Well, well, thanks to your um, early on case, uh, early uh, Alzheimer's. We now have a comic for next Which week. one of us has early onset Alzheimer's? The man who just said the sentence? <laughs> well, tried to say the sentence. I mean, there was a lot I of... I said the man who just said oh, the sentence, okay. pointing at myself, okay. to clarify for our audience. Or the man who said, or the early onset, <laughs> where's my roast beef? I said early on case, because I said... When, when, I'm sorry, I couldn't even screw it up correctly as you did. When the heck did we get roast onset beef? Alzheimer's. Admit, I mean, if out of the three of us, I'm most likely. Oh, I know, I but it. I don't. I won't live that long to get it. Ha ha! I win this round. <laughs> Hold on, this is dark. To Big C, I'll take out James. Yeah, yeah. I mean, genetic predisposition. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the odds are that is no way to talk about his. <laughs> Which one? I just got that. I got I did. that. I, got it's that pretty joke. funny. It's pretty. Funny. I got that. That's good. That's good. I'll tell her you said that. Have I you guys you seen? Made your will. Have you guys seen? Uh, 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 I will say, Get Out. What the hell is his name of his last movie? Uh, nope, nope, nope. Do you know? Do you guys see Nope? I liked it. I saw it. it I, I, I liked it. It's not it. his. It's my least it's, favorite. It's an okay movie. Do you yeah. know when they go in, Chad? When the thing picks them up, all of them as they're going in the thing, yeah. that's the big C that's going to take him out. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's what. <laughs> you... Oh my that's god! Dance in James's blood. Yeah, well, I mean, he should be something. I was going to be. And by the I way, was... I just said that because James's wife is Cantonese. Really? So you think Cantonese people are going to take me out? That's that explains all the MSG. Listen. To quote Mr. Burns, oh, General So, you are a fierce <laughs> or a, opponent. Is it fearsome or, a fearsome or formidable foe? It's formidable foe, but your chicken is delicious. Delectable. Oh. Delectable. It's delectable, not oh. delicious. Can we can we get to the topic? Because this no. is Dad's topic. Uh, was... so we're doing our favorite songs by the dead president. Yeah. So we, uh, so the history, the background of this is uh, we were doing uh, our other segment on a good movie Monday with Glenn and Ben. Never heard we, of it. Uh, I came up with a topic of fake presidents and then we started talking about it and, J and Joe actually like started to go, Oh, I have a whole lot to talk about with this topic. And I forgot. Uh, I know. Wrong. Keep going. No, no. I think you were right. It's just, you did fake doctors instead. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got stuff together. I'm ready to go. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's just one of those things when you think about American presidents and movies, it's just, it's that one of those things that Hollywood dramatizes and it's nowhere near accurate. You know, even, in their, even when they're telling the true story of real presidents, they dramatize it to the point of it's nowhere near as accurate as it should be. But that's Nowhere that's a common here. problem with every quote unquote historical movie, right? I that mean, is, it, that is true. It's just because with, with American let, presidents, say, I take I take a I take it 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 upsets me just a little bit more because we we 
we basically turn these people into godlike figures. And in a lot of the cases, they're not. Well, but I mean, I think it's the same way with, like, let me use a sports movie comparison. Glory Road. Now, a lot of people from Kentucky have opinions on Glory Road. But my thing with Glory Road, I, I was, I'm, I, I'm actually working on something for work that is not directly related, but similar to Glory Road. And the problem you have in works like that is that to make it a two-hour film, you have to cut stuff. Yeah. And so if you watch Glory Road as a film, I want you to think about what was going on in the country at that time. You know, that people were still being killed. There were tons of student protests or X, Y, Z. But none of those student athletes have an opinion on any of it. Right. None of them are ever seen attending protests. None of them are ever seen having, you know, talking about civil rights. None of them... And of course, if you go back and look at the actual things, it turns out these students had opinions. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's one of the problems when, you know, and I use that example because I think that's the entire thing. Like, it's really hard, you know, to make any movie that's, that is quote unquote historical and do it anywhere near justice. Because even if you're using primary sources, it's still it still filters through the lens of one person, right? Whoever oh, wrote I that know. primary source. And that's, that's not really what I'm saying. It's I, I know that we have to take liberties in order to tell a good story. Oh, it's no, no, just... I don't think we should. I think everything should be filmed in real time. <laughs> it's just in terms of presidency, movies about the American, poli American politics and Amer the American presidency, I just have a big problem with how it's portrayed because in in – Almost 95, 98% of the time, it's never what it actually is. And I'm like, we should, we should. That's why, honestly, guys, for all three of my picks, I am picking no uh, uh, true non-fictional portrayals of presidents. So well, I, just, I was going to ask that. Were we doing movies? Are we doing shows? What are we... we can do whatever you want. It's it's our pup. It's a pop Ooh. culture podcast, Joe. I'm just asking. We didn't really go through any kind of. I will take this. And throw it at myself. Well, can I throw one out to talk about real quick? I just want to you started? both to go before me. And well, honestly, I, this we is not what movies. I was going to start do movies with. Today. We could do movies and do TV next. You know, give us this, more topics. This is not what I wanted to start with, but I, I thought when you all said fake presidents, I thought of a movie about a fake president, and I immediately went to Dave. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the number one. If you look at once again me doing my list research, Dave shows up and almost in the top two or three of almost every list of just presidents in movies i can but guess what this, number for, i can guess what those, the other one it competes with but again that's the whole for those for those that may not know because it's a 30 year old film who wants to tell them what dave's about dave is about dave newhart my dear friend it sounds like this <laughs> i thought it was about dave letterman Oh, well, shit. There's two movies about Dave. <laughs> Dave is a direct movie director by Ivan Reitman. Actually, it's Jason Reitman. He said his favorite movie of his father's, like, wasn't Ghostbusters. It was Dave. But Dave is a guy who is a, a president impersonator. He looks like the current president. The current president has a stroke. He's not a nice guy. And they bring Dave in to cover while they... Um, who is... Is it the head of... Who is... What's his face playing? Can somebody remind me? Frank Langella? Frank Langella, but I don't remember what the characters. He's the bad guy. He wants yeah. to be president, but I don't remember. Bob Alexander. 
but I don't remember his he's secretary of state, secretary of state or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he wants Dave's job. He wants the job. So Dave actually becomes a pretty good president by being a fake president. He gets a bill passed and, and he kind of makes up with his estranged wife played by Sigourney Weaver. It's a, it's a really, uh, I haven't watched it in years. Have you guys watched it in a long time? No, no, no. I mean, I enjoyed it when I was, it's a, a nice little movie. Yeah. But again, it's that whole thing of the idealistic of this is how politics work. And it, it politics does not work at all like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, and, and, you know, and I, we talked about this and this isn't a president case, but it's almost, it's not the same story, obviously, but it's, it gives me the similar vibe of Mr. Smith goes to Washington, right? And if you see yeah. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, yeah, very old Jimmy, uh, Stewart, I almost said Jimmy Carter movie. That would have been wrong. Jimmy Stewart movie. But it's basically the the setup is really nice guy somehow makes it there and realizes it's terrible. But when he tries to comment on it, the media manipulates what he says. There's that entire scene, you know, where they catch him basically making a PU, like holding his nose. And they turn into an article about him mocking how bad everything stinks in D.C. And that's not what he was doing. But I think that's that's it's very interesting because both of those are deal with how do we manipulate this image? So, yeah. So, who, which one of you wants to go first? Chad, go ahead. You like presidents. Chad, you <laughs> love the presidents. I do. I like, I do like presidential history. Oh, and before we get started, no shit, audience. Seriously, if you're, I don't even know if they still do the die, die, die a friend. I wonder what I'm thinking about or the phone a friend from uh, deal or no deal or if deal or no deal is even a thing anymore. But if you ever have the chance and you're in some sort of trivia, Call up Chad, because if it's a presidential question, he more than likely will know the answer. I'm not making any of this up. Chad knows no, it's, the president's it's... like his back of his hand for some. I, I don't understand how, but it is his superpower. So Chad's number though, is 8675309. Don't get him started, though, on uh, the, uh, oh, what was it? What was the doily scandal? Early onset dementia. Something about the doily scandal? Not the teapot dome scandal. That's different. But oh, that's the one I was interested in. The one where they put the things under the teapots, the little doilies. Yeah, that's that's completely unrelated. But go ahead. I think that's British. Actually, it's a doily scandal. So uh, no, I just want to put. I'm going to briefly talk about the one that I mentioned uh, during Good Movie Monday skit. Uh, who has such a wonderful quote as "shit"? I know shit's bad right now with all this, that starving bullshit and the dust storms, and we're running out of French fries and burrito coverings. But I got a solution. And then, of course, the congressmen from South Carolina say, "That's what you said last time, dipshit." And yeah, I got a solution. You're a dick, South Carolina. What's up? I'm talking about President Camacho from Idiocracy. Say his full <laughs> name. Give it the gravitas it deserves. Say you say the full name because I don't have. I don't it have it notes. pulled up. You do? No. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't have his full name. No, oh, it's something, 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 something. Camacho. Oh, oh, no. I've got a cat over here sick. You can Google it while I'm talking. <laughs> I'll, I'll Google it. Um, I don't Google. I don't know uh, how to Google. Um, yeah, I just like. I, I, I know to... your wife complains about how you don't Google. <laughs> My I wife doesn't even I... know who I am. I love Terry Crews as President Camacho, who is just, he, all he is, he's a, he's, he's a pro wrestler current president because the world is full of idiots. And they think that this is who 
can run the country. And, you know, back when it was released in 2006, it was so bizarre that it was like, oh, there's no way this true cut to 10 years later. And oh, shit. Yeah. I'm not being political or nothing, but it, it, it was kind of on those same lines. It is President Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew Comancho. There we go. <laughs> See? Give it the give it the give it the respect it deserves. I didn't have you it. You put like some that. respect on that name. You put some respect on it and spit on it and say stanky. But all he cares about is his His what? Chad froze. Did I? I'm You did. I you froze. came back. Oh, you're back now. But oh. you literally all he cares about is and then it literally froze. But no, I thought you really don't know it. what he cares about. I thought you were doing a Shatnerian pause. Did you just say you shit in your Narian? I don't even have a Narian. Did you shit on a Narian? Because you should. I, what? Because you should. All right, Chad. No, Are, I was just going to say, all he cares about is explosions and riding his motorcycle. That's all I care about. It, <laughs> you just need a motorcycle. Which is pretty much the typical American I mean, who life. doesn't love explosions? Me. It, which is odd. James, you're next. They're, they're loud and they're terrifying. I don't want to be around them. But it's I don't want to be around something that could possibly take off my arm. You're the same one who lit a smoke bomb and blew up a dorm. No, I thought Allegedly. it was just going to shoot out a bunch of smoke. I didn't know it was a damn grenade. I didn't either. James, and I will testify to that. To the rest <laughs> of I'm sorry. Life. Apparently, Joe wants to move on. So, James, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was. Are you done? Are you what sure? I'm done. And James already went. It's technically your pick. Now, well, I was just doing Dave with an intro, but I, you want me to do? I'll do. Three? I'll do. A, I told you he'd have three. I'll do a weak one. <laughs> I'll do a weak one because it's technically about somebody that became a president, but teachers footage of him. I want to talk about the best film about the effects and life of somebody that is now held as as a phenomenal politician and that would of course be uh the best film that also stars thomas jane about a president and his effect on things i want to talk about david arquette's epic film the tripper if you've never heard of the tripper if you've you've watched the tripper with me i have no recollection of watching the tripper is it the autobiography of uh john ritter the Tripper. That's a good joke. I mean, is, it didn't land. It didn't land, but that that joke would have needed Sully on board to land. Timely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, one of those are timely, but yeah. um, the Tripper is a is about a serial killer. John Denver was flying. <laughs> who uh, who dresses as Ronald Reagan to kill uh, these environmentalists? Yeah, I've and, never seen this. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never Dude, heard of you it. Netflixed it on DVD back when you were the director of a certain hall on I, campus. Hagen Hall doesn't exist anymore. I Netflixed it on DVD. Yes, back when you used there to get a whole physical copy. That isn't listening to us right now because our audience skews older. No offense. By the way, they just, I think they just officially. Yes, it, it, it ends in July. Yeah. And did you hear what's going to happen? No. Allegedly, Redbox is going to buy out all their stock. Because Redbox, I guess, is going to do DVDs by mail or does do DVD. I don't know what they do. But anyway, 
and all I could think about is all those obscure films that you used to use, the, you know, because you get obscure stuff. I used to, I got a, an hour long documentary on John Carpenter off of them one time because it was the only damn place on earth you could get it. Yep. I didn't but know anyway, he was stopping that. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, it's it in 1967 when he was still governor and they used actual footage of him. It's it's Reagan talking about how environmentalists are actually stopping the economy and all that stuff. And it jumps forward to this, and this kid is watching it. He grows up, goes to an insane asylum because he's crazy. He busts out, and he finds these environmentalists. Um, I forgot all about this movie. I now and, that, I, and now starts that killing them. Starts killing them while he's dressed as Ronald Reagan, President Reagan. By that, I, I believe you that we watched it. I believe you, but I don't. I don't have any record. I honestly thought you were just screwing with me that you did actually because no, we watched it. We watched it sitting in Hagen, and I believe actually our review is well. That was different. <laughs> I mean, I believe you because you have done less drugs and cocaine than Chad. Yeah, that's true. Or is, is cocaine different than drugs, Chad? No, the way he did them. Yes, no. <laughs> That's probably a good point. It's, it's amazing how much scotch tape he used when he did it. That's what I don't get. Anyway, the point being, though, but yeah, no, it's, it's. I mean, and he, scotch it's tape obviously, because it's bourbon. Um, it's, it's a very weird movie, and it's only vaguely about a president, but the fact he becomes obsessed with Reagan, and, and he decides that his killing persona is that he will dress as Reagan as a serial killer and go through and just kill people. And James, I'm sorry. Did you, I'm sorry if you mentioned this because I was looking it up. Did it's also it was one of the few movies directed by David Arquette. He also wrote it. Yeah, he wrote and directed it, and uh, it stars Thomas it like James. Three times. And this uh, one's what? funny. James, are you telling me David Arquette directed that? Yeah. By the way, David on. Arquette. Chad, are you that, telling me David screen. Arquette directed that? <laughs> Good gravy, yes, Joe. Uh, and, and it was Is adapted James also now? into a comic book. Uh which was also scripted by David Arquette by Image Comics that came out in May of 2007. He only directed two feature-length films, The Tripper and Selling Air, before that. All right, I'm going to look up The Tripper as James talks. You probably look it up and you realize that it's the poster of, of Ronald Reagan holding an axe. Um, or you'll get the other thing, which really doesn't make sense, but it's a severed hand and they've dropped a joint. That's the that's the alternative poster. Um. I don't even remember. But yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't uh, think I've seen this. He came up with the idea to make it because he went to a reggae concert in Northern California. And here's this quote. We're surrounded by redwood trees and the redwood trees are always so creepy anyway. And I thought it would be crazy if a madman came out of the trees and started killing all these hippies. Hmm. It does. And Go ahead. He decided to make the killer obsessed with Ronald Reagan because he wanted the film to be a commentary on the Reagan era policies about environment. Mentalism, you know, which is more important, the economy or the environment and all of that stuff. And so um, and then he saw a Reagan mask and he's like, that's perfect. The guy will dress as Reagan himself and, and kill his people. And it's, the title is itself kind of an allusion to a film Ronald Reagan did where the line was win one for the Gipper. And so he took Gipper and made it Tripper. There you go. That's the origin of the title. So if you're like, why is it called the Tripper? Well, that's why. Wow. That's something. <laughs> he ain't being condescending or nothing, James. No, I'm just. Did the, you know? Hey, I'm not joking. But did you know David Arquette directed this? I'm sorry. Yeah, David Arquette's best film as an actor 
I will still hold up as a gray zone. There, I said it. I, I, I didn't see. Couldn't get, I know you couldn't get away without mentioning it. I no, because every time I see me, I see that film scene. Because in the final scene, it breaks. It's one of the few movies that literally doesn't matter how many times I watch it. I can watch Schindler's List. I can watch Old Yeller, and I'd even VR killing Old Yeller. You had rabies. You had to go. But the last scene in the gray zone gets me every flipping time. Well, it does have uh, that actress Paz de la Huerta. She was in that movie Nurse where she's the killer. Anybody yeah. remember this? She was in Boardwalk Empire. She played yeah. first girlfriend. Yep. Eh, eh, I had a thing. Anyway, all right. Is it my turn? Is there anybody yep. you don't have a thing for other than me and Chad? I have a thing for one of you. It's Joe. It's you, James. Oh, you, you just can't say stand that. me. You <laughs> just say true. that. It's not true. You you just say that, but I subscribe to your OnlyFans. I've seen where you redo the uh, John and Yoko pose. <laughs> so my pick. How I you thought, were both Yoko is what's weird. This is yeah, it's, it's odd. My pick. I oh, thought, that's good. James. I agree. Are you still hurt? By the way, did you all know that David Arquette only directed these two movies? <laughs> Chad, the reason it's funny is literally he. If you go back and listen to it later, he he drops it like two or three times, and it, that's what's funny is like two minutes later is when you go. Did, I, I was, know I, may I, have I was this. looking it up. I was I was not paying I was not paying attention like I should have. That's, no, so nobody's giving. I'm just. It's funny because of just how it went down. <laughs> All right, mine is President James Dale from Mars Attacks, played you by. Mother- <laughs> Jack Nicholson. I told you, I can't believe you didn't pick it. Now it's on my, it's one, it's my top three. It's not your top three. It's not, it's, it's your top one. It's one, two, three. It was number three. You yeah. I was going to do him next because I knew neither one of y'all would pick my, my, my obscure one, but it's okay. I got a backup. Jack Nicholson does two roles in this movie. One of them is funny. Yeah, the, the I'm waiting the, for an encounter argument for one of you. No, the 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 cowboy guys not, not funny at all. No, not funny at all. But him as the president is funny. In fact, a lot of people in this movie aren't great for some odd reason, even though this movie has a fantastic cast. It's, it's I, just I don't know if they're overacting or what. And it, maybe it's just too much with everyone else. I it Mars attacks. I know people love it and I like it, but it's still a flawed movie. Oh, big flaw, yeah. But no, he does have one of the best lines ever, and it's I know funny, which one you're going to do. But That's the one is, I was going to do. Yeah, it's well, I'll let you do it. But it's funny, oh, and it's ahead. also it, it also seems resoundingly true. Go ahead, do it. The line. I'll, no, go I'll, ahead, James. Please, you've, you've still got two branch, uh, two out of three branches of government working for you, and that ain't bad. It was in the trailer. Yeah, it, yeah, it's funny. His death scene makes. I, I don't know. A lot of the movie, the problem with the movie is uneventful. It's an uneventful film. As Slim Whitman coming around screaming as playing music, blowing all their brains is kind of a 30 minute, 30 second to one minute joke that goes on for what? 10 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Right. Funny once, but that's how it's they just, kill all the aliens. Also it too. Does, it's an uneventful film. Uh, when, your two main heroes are Luke Haas and oh god oh the the, fo- the girl the, no the no 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 the football player uh who was Jim just Brown. trying to get home to Pam Greer Jim Brown Jim Brown 
Jim Brown's actually probably one of the better actors in that movie. I'm not. That's what I was gonna say. He actually he was like the unsung hero of that movie. Yeah, because he I think he may be playing it. Him and Tom Jones. Yep. Uh... I, and, I, I, and I love scenes in it. I do. And, and when and I I get it. I remember Roger Ebert defending it because his point was, you have to realize Tim Burton, the director, is pulling for the Martians. Yeah. Yeah. He wants the Martians to win. And if you look at it from that angle, I, I get it. I took a girlfriend to this movie and she was so uninterested, unfunny. I don't think people remember just how bad this thing came out and laid a turkey. And the problem is, and one of my presidents I'm going to get to and after this, which actually is very serious, it has a similar problem, only that movie's really good and, and Mars Attacks is a flawed I shouldn't say is is a really interesting movie that's flawed in the end. Mm -hmm. So Independence Day came out that summer, and close to Thanksgiving we got Mars Attacks, and this country did not want Mars Attacks. They wanted Independence Day. Right. Yeah, that would they wanted the big blockbuster. I wanted Independence Day. It was yeah. fantastic. Watching I the don't... trailers for it, what? No, I did, but. Man, when I got Mars Attacks, I was happy. <laughs> I just remember, bless her, Candace is gone now, but Candace just being so despondent that that's what I chose. It didn't work out from anybody who's who's wondering. So, who's next? Uh, I guess I am. Um, so, I'm going to go with my obscure one, and then I'm because I'm going to save the one since Joe took mine. Uh, I'm going to pick one that's just going to piss both of you off. <laughs> but, uh, I got to talk. So uh, this is a movie that I found some uh, remnants of, of entertainment into it. Joe and James did not. And they never got oh to the God, part. He's going to talk about Citizen Kane again. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you all, unfortunately, didn't make it uh, far enough in to see Jim Backus as president of the United States. That's not true, sir. We saw, his, we saw his first scene. Oh, okay. I apologize. Did you see him on the airplane, though? You did not see him on the airplane, did you? Um, I don't remember. That I remember seeing him and went, "Oh, there's Jim Backus," because he's. Yeah. I could. I thought we. I thought we. We. Uh, we cut that off at right after Pat. Right after uh, Jer uh, Jerry Lewis and uh, Madeline Kahn in the humongous uh, baby cribs talking to one another. I didn't think we actually got to the president. I apologize. I may have talked over the title of the film, though. You may want to repeat it just in case. So the we audience... are talking about the very, very terrible slapstick of another kind. Um, it is directed by Stephen Paul and written by Stephen Paul based on a book or a short story written by Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, and the story behind this movie is Stephen Paul bought the rights to this novel or sorry, short story from Kurt Vonnegut and held on to it for years um, and then decided to make a movie and he completely threw out the actual story that Kurt Vonnegut wrote and replaced it with this nonsense trash um, that he made into a film starring some of the biggest names in comedy. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, Madeline Kahn, Marty Feldman, hell Sam Fuller, Samuel Fuller's in it one time, Pat Morita, uh, the list goes on and on. There's tons of people in this, but Jim Backus as the president of the United States is hilarious. He's just a beat up president. Our country's in ruins. 
the whole the, the whole back there's a backstory that I don't think you guys got into where gas mm. has been completely wiped out. We have no we have no more access to gas. So the entire country is powered by chicken shit. Yeah, no, we got to that part. Okay. So and uh so that's Jim back because he wants to find he needs to find a way to keep Amer- the, the country going. And he's tired of running around in Air Force One that's powered by chicken shit. That's that's his whole thing. Um, and he finds these two pre- these two twins who are very grotesque looking, uh, but are supposed to be the smartest people on the world. Um, and it's I, I won't go into further details. If you want to watch this, it is free on Tubi. As Joe and James can say, I cannot recommend this to anyone. If you like really, really bad movies, trash cinema you can get through, you can watch this and be completely amazed on how this movie got made. Uh, for God's sakes, it's the, the Chinese people get shrunk, shrunk down to like two inches and they fly in on uh fortune cookie spaceships. Not at all. culturally insensitive. Yeah. It, 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 it's weird how it even exists. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Jim Backus as the president of the United States, it's one of those forgotten roles of a president should be revisited especially in our modern times yeah so there you go james i'm going to talk about one of the most underrated presidents on film uh, within the last 20 years epically played by bruce greenwood bruce greenwood is the type of plays a character a president well we we never actually get the name he's just referred to as the president he plays the type of president, though, that you can sneak into a White House party, sir, and you can abduct him, and then you can tell him that you have to abduct him because you've got to solve a mystery and use historical clues to solve it. And you know what? He's not going to turn you in. He's down for it. He knows you're just doing what you got to do. Bruce Greenwood plays the president in the epic Nicolas Cage film, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. I swear, I have no recollection of Bruce Greenwood being in that. And that has to be, how many times? It doesn't matter. I do, because they kid, they kidnap him, right, James? Yes, they kidnap He They sneak into the party. And I bet, and Joe, I bet you didn't know that the president in that movie was played by Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, it's Bruce Greenwood. It is. And That's right, Chad. I told Thank you lately <laughs> that I love you. <laughs> that there's no one else above you. And, and literally, though. demon above he, you. He, he, I have uh, no recollection of the plot of is Ed Harris in that piece of shit. Hey, listen, sir, listen. I will go see Book of Secrets three. Matter of fact, actually, I hope they follow through and do it. I know they did the TV uh, series. No canceled. offense meant to the TV series. I've never seen it. The reason the TV series is canceled, Chad, is it sucked. You have to have somebody that can go over the top. Because you have to distract from the fact that a lot of the clues don't make sense. Well, those movies were wildly, wildly successful. Why didn't we get a third one? But they need they need Nicolas Cage. They need they need that cast. They need that dynamic. No one's arguing with you. I'm serious. Why was there not a third uh, book of allegedly there was going to be. And matter of fact, actually, even when the TV series came out, they said, oh, this doesn't mean we're not doing a part three. <laughs> and I was like, good. The apprentice is what killed that, wasn't it? 
Because which John by Turtle the Tob and Nick yeah Cage yeah because Turtle Tob Turtle Tob directed those two and directed I, now that's what I'd like to see Disney do a a Disney Plus film for I wish that got and no offense meant to Hocus Pocus because my wife loves it and I enjoy it uh, and Mick Garris has been on our show I enjoy Hocus Pocus but I hope I don't somehow think Garris is that big of a fan of Hocus Pocus well I know but I mean I, I but he if it wasn't for Mick Garris we wouldn't have got a Hocus. I, 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 I'm not arguing, and he Thank always you. talks about it. I just, yeah. hey, I, I don't know if you looked this up, but uh, Na- National Treasure 2 is directed by John, John Turtletop, who also directed The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, he's also directed Think Big with those barbarian twins, Chad. Oh, did he direct that seriously? Google. I, uh, oh. no, I enjoy, uh, I enjoyed Sorcerer's Apprentice quite a bit. I it, have no recollection of it other than you giving me shit because I had a black pair of shoes that I bought right after that. And you going around going, look, Joe's got his sorcerer's shoes. Leather souls. They conduct magic better. Cause you're, you're, you've got organic touching in the earth. Yeah, that's all I remember about the sorcerer's apprentice for the most no, part. No, it's, it's to, that to be honest. Alfred be, Molina's in that, right? Alfred yeah. Molina's the villain. And that's what that, I mean. Best part of that movie as I recall. Uh, yeah, no, every, everything about that movie is in some ways predictable, but as far as family entertainment, watching it with my kids, it's it's great. I, I mean, may have to try that. I'm going to go back and rewatch that. My kid, for a hot second, got on top, got into the night of the museum movies. Oh, God, they've gotten even worse with age. Oh, yeah, no, I was did. about to say, it, it is, if you watch it again, Joe, and you come back and say, no, the night at the museum films are better i may i may have to have words with you honestly the only thing about night of the museum that i think still holds up and don't ask me why but but amy adams as amelia Earhart, i i still enjoy that that her role in that is that she's fine she's good in it but the movie's awful Uh, and and just like the old fuckers in the first one are good at it yeah mickey rourke um oh dick van dyke and the the amazing dyke is actually doing Actually, it's better than that movie deserves. Yeah, the Which action, the, the the amazing African American act character actor who I love and I can never remember Moses his name. Moses something, right? He's one of those actors that should not be forgotten, and I'm 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 terrible that I forgot his name. Early Offset Dominia. Ooh. <laughs> All right, whose turn? Are you done? It's- you're done. It's your turn. Yeah, I'm you. done. All right. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> All right. Bye. So I want to talk about a serious movie and it's kind of the same story we were just talking about with, with the, uh, I am so, I forgot what I was talking about. We were talking about there was a movie <laughs> that came out independence day. It did not help Mars attacks. Although I think there was, there's enough time in between. Them. I just don't think the world was ready for Mars attacks. But this is about a nuclear holocaust, and it's directed by one of my favorite filmmakers of all time, Sidney Lumet. And basically, what I'm going to talk about is Failsafe. And Failsafe starred Henry Fonda as the president. And it's about nuclear holocaust and we blowing the hell out of each other. It's based on a famous book by Eugene Burdick and, and Harvey Wheeler. And the, the play- film- I'm, I'm looking it up. Who played who played the henry fonda part in the 2000 film i'm looking it up i've never seen it neither have i it was a big deal at the time right and basically richard dreyfus critical error that sends a group of u.s bombers to destroy moscow and we're trying to stop it from happening um it's got an all-star cast a dan o'harrelly you'll know him as the old as old man in robocop 
Walter Matthau, Larry Hagman, Fritz Weaver, Dom DeLuise. And by the way, you're absolutely right. The televised play, Chad, was George Clooney and Richard Dreyfuss and Noah Wiley. And it was uh, broadcast in black and white. No, I didn't. No, George Clooney. I thought George. Oh, yeah. I thought he. No, it was directed by Stephen Frears. Sorry. Yeah. So I, if, I don't know if you've all ever seen it. I vaguely no, remember it. I have not, not seen. I have. I seen parts of the 2000 version, but I've never seen the original. So it's a it's a really good movie. It's extremely depressing. The problem is, is there was it came out in October of 64. Do you know what came out in January of 64? A little yeah. movie directed by this guy. Nobody ever heard of. He didn't go on to do anything called Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to. That was one of my honorable mentions. Dr. Strangelove, which is another great performance by who, Chad? Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers is the president. But that came out in January. Everyone laughed. And then October, this one's depressing as hell. Yeah. No, and it's just as relevant today. But Henry Fonda is one of those actors. I read Peter Fonda's book about his dad and it kind of went back and forth but about how i feel about him now but if you get a chance check it out because i believe that's an i believe him as president some of these you don't believe him as president right i have a hard time believing that i don't know as much as i like harrison ford i hope i'm not shitting on anybody's pick but i don't think any of you all picked james marshall from air force one no did you? No, it's it's a, it's a great and there's a, when we get to honorable mentions, there's some that I like. They're they're not good movie presidents. They're good in the movie as president. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not right. We don't really believe they're the president if it was a reality, but in the movie they fill that role, right? And right. and that would that falls into that category. We need an action president. Sure, it can be. You know. Yeah. All right, that's me. Fail safe. The president played by Henry Fonda, Chad. So I am going <clears> to, <throat> I'm actually uh, going to talk about a portrayal of a real president. And, you know, I could talk about Daniel Day Lewis as Lincoln. I could talk about Hack. Rickman what? as Ronald Reagan, James Marsden as JFK. I could go on, but no, um, I want to talk about Kevin Klein's portrayal of Ulysses S. Grant and the, and the wonderful, accurate film, Wild Wild West. Wiki Wiki Yo Yo <laughs> Bang Bang. Why? Actually You know what? I actually caught part of it a while back. How bad is it? Oh, it's not good. It's not good, but it's not somehow I think and I think I've hit that Patton Oswald level. Where he talks about you you see something when you're younger and it makes you mad, and then you see it again, and you're like, it doesn't affect me, so I don't care. Yeah, you're numb to it. And approaching it that way, I was like, you know what? Kevin Klein's a lot of fun in this. That's the only reason Kevin to watch Klein's it is Kevin Klein. the best part of the movie. Yeah, Delma Hayek's a... fun. And it's not too long. Yeah, Kevin Klein is is honestly the only saving grace of this terror. You know, Kenneth Branagh as the over-the-top villain. Okay. No, I was going to say, yeah. I'll give it. Yeah, but, but, and that's my entire thing. Like, I would watch, like, if they announced right now they're doing a spinoff and they're bringing Kevin Klein back in a limited series playing uh, Artemis Gordon. I'd watch it. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I, 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 I will watch fine. anything. I will watch anything in Kevin with Kevin Klein in it, even that that terrible, terrible Beauty of the Beast. 
Beauty and the Beast, Beauty or the Beast. That's bad. Um, also, the one where they're all where they play the grandfathers in Vegas. That one's bad too. I actually haven't seen that one. Um, it's I can't I can't is it's terribly forgettable. Um, no, but him as Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant. For one thing, it's a completely inaccurate portrayal of a man who was drunk out of his damn mind twenty four hours a day who was so crazy that he wouldn't take a, he, he would never bathe around his soldiers because he didn't want anybody to see him nude, you know, things. Well, I have the same thing. I don't, well, I do too. Around soldiers, but, um, I will around you though. Well, really? I mean, if you want, well, when I throw those dollar bills at you, you just ignore me. Well, I didn't know that's what you wanted. I just assumed you wanted the other thing. So that's the reason why I opened my mouth. This it's is getting weird, the, Chad. It's more the hooting than anything. And I don't mean like hooting and hollering like sexy. I mean, it's the fact you put on the owl costume while you watch your show. It's a little, <laughs> little. And the fact it's made out of real owl. That's I, the, 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 I the mean, logistics. Get if you're going to go, go big. All right. I just really liked him. Poor uh, Woodsy. He, he was, he, he was this straight laced, you know, uh, president who was there to save the country and Ulysses S. Grant was nothing of the sort. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, since you took, uh, since you took my Jack Nicholson in Mars attacks, I had to talk about Kevin Klein and wild, wild west. That was my backup gentlemen. Icky, icky, icky. <laughs> so I've got a question. Are we doing a separate episode about te- television we or do I need to want? Yes. Let's just do another okay. about television. Let's okay. Do- well then I'll Yay! stick to movies. Spoiler, spoiler. I'm going to talk about that's my Bush. Um, that's underrated. People forget it really that. is. I never made it past the first episode. The abor- was that the aborted fetus one? I don't remember. I don't remember laughing. I laughed at the aborted fetus one. There is a movie that has a president that the president doesn't get enough attention, which is a shame. And matter of fact, the movie didn't do as well as they hoped it would, and that's kind of a bummer too because I enjoyed the movie because this movie, gentlemen, is right up our alley because when we're thinking about movies and we're thinking about movies involving presidents we want a good dose of monsters but this movie didn't just give us monsters it also gave us aliens my god i knew which one he was i didn't even say even colbert as president hathaway and monsters versus aliens that honestly that is not where you thought i was going to go it, I, it, I was up i was tossed up between that and the um the the kevin klein role so good going stephen colbert as president hathaway i mean he the the over-the-top idea that we have an entire bunker full of monsters that we're just holding on to in case we yeah. need them later and then aliens invade and you get the great line the president uh, 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 has okayed the unleashing of the monsters. And Hathaway is stupid. He's oh, backwards. He's an idiot. But he has all these great lines. And oddly and, enough, he looks like Reagan. <laughs> that's I'm sure that's a co- coincidence. Yeah, yeah completely. Purely coincidence. Um, and he does the finger gun thing. And he does all that. And Stephen Colbert voices him perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like at first, I was like, yeah, it's a little, you know, because the Colbert report was on and all that stuff. I'm like, that may be a little on the nose. And then I saw it. I'm like, no, that is the best voice casting you could have done for that particular president. Boys, set the terror level at Code Brown because I need to change my pants. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a family movie, but it has such great lines as that. And it's just 
I don't know. It's, it's one of the ones where I think it's important to introduce to children that politicians are like the rest of us, and some of them are not. You know, there's no need to have all. There's no need to have, I mean, because at the end of the day, they are just like us, <laughs> except they're willing to compromise in ways that many of us wouldn't. We don't have to. We don't have jobs that require us to. But I, I love Stephen Colbert as, as president. Yeah, Hansen. I love when he pulls the, the gun on the robot and he fires at it. And he goes, so that's how you want to play it. Eat lead, alien robot. And then nothing happens. He goes, evidently, they eat lead. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. It's been it a is long since I've seen it. I don't remember I, his lines. I just remember, uh, God, House's lines. I oh, the, the really, whole thing about where he's like, I, you know, I, he's going to hit the big red button, and you're like, no, what? I want a latte. Where's the latte button? It's right next to us. The same big red button. He goes, yeah, who's yeah. the moron that designed this? And somebody said, you did, sir. He, what, hold on, what was that? I got? I got to look it up. Uh, he goes, fair enough, and he goes. Wilson, fire somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all his fault, but it, he won't take the blame. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I'm, hmm. I'm being completely honest in that I think that's one of the best messages we can give to children is do not get stuck in this idea that presidents are somebody you should quote-unquote worship because they are all equally flawed in some way. Some more so than others, but at least there's no perfect president. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked this one up. Time to wave the white flag and head for the bunker, boys. Let's check on the situation in 500 years. Who wants to freeze my head? <laughs> I forgot about that one. It's just great lines, man. And and so you can't not talk about President Hathaway. And I've got, I've got honorable mentions, Joe, but I'll let you do your last. Uh, you thir- we're on three, right? Third? Yeah, we're yeah, on three. three. Mine, mine is from 2000, and it's a movie that people don't remember that I think is really good. And it's called 13 days. And if you don't know what that is, it's we've talked about we've talked about Kevin Costner in here before, but Kevin Costner actually I think is an underrated actor. And <laughs> he plays chief staff. And 13 days is about the Cuban Missile Crisis. And Bruce Greenwood plays JFK. And I actually think he's one of my favorite JFKs of all time. Have either one of you ever seen his director Roger yeah, Donaldson? I've seen it. It's the really only thing I don't like. Who directed about that, Joe? I forgot. Roger Donaldson. He okay. went on to direct. What was that movie you were talking about earlier, James? The what? Tripper. The Tripper. Tripper. He directed The Tripper. <laughs> anyway, so Roger Donaldson directed it. The only thing I don't like about this movie is for some inexplicable reason, because it's not even with flashbacks. Part of the movie's in black and white, and part of the movie's in color. And it doesn't make any sense. They either needed to do one or the other, or if it was for some reason, do either one of you remember this? If it was for some reason they were doing I, flashbacks or if they went to the Soviet Union or Cuba. I don't remember the color flipping. I really don't. That Then that should, then if you did that black and white, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It, it's always bugged and irritated the hell out of me. If I ever met Roger Donaldson, I'd ask him about it. But I have it. So there you go. <laughs> but Bruce, Bruce Greenwood, is a fantastic actor, fantastic character actor. James, he has one of the, he one of the best lines in Star Trek, all of Star Trek. I think he has one of the probably top five or ten lines of when he's talking to Young Kirk in the Star Trek reboot, saying, oh, "Do better, do better." Yeah, basically, if your dad saved, blah 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 blah. I dare. What is it? I you. I dare you to do better. I dare you to do, do better. better. It is fantastic, and he delivers it amazingly. Yep. I can never get it right, but it's one of the top, and that's 
in Star Trek has a lot of good lines. Also, I really like his line when when they when they go into warp, punch it. It's just yeah. <laughs> so Bruce Greenwood, amazing, underutilized, never got the credit he deserved. Character actor, and he's fantastic as JFK in that movie in Thirteen Days. And I don't know that anyone talks about it. I in fact, they don't. They, I honestly forgot about it till you mentioned it. It. Well, when we was going through lists, there was I started looking up real presidents because we haven't really talked too much about Ooh, that. Man, he directed Cocktail. He should automatically be hung out and dried for that one. Have you seen Cocktail? God, yeah, it's awful. I haven't seen it in years. And maybe it is. I haven't watched it in a long time. Be honest about it. So, and Dante's Peak. Ooh, he went from Dante's Peak to 13 Days. Yeah, Dante's Dick is a pretty bad movie. I've only ever <laughs> seen scenes of it. All right. Who's it's no uh what's that what's the what's the uh, not Don, volcano volcano okay with uh, tommy lee jones pulls that one together who's next who wants to do on i have an honorable mention who else has an honorable mention i have some all right while you're thinking about it my no, own... i mean i can go if you want me to go 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 bitch uh I, I joked about it but daniel the my probably my favorite movie about a president is daniel day lewis as as Leakin. i still love it's that film. the best movie about a president yeah I, I still, I've got one I'd hold up against it, but it's not a film, so the, I can't um, talk about it. Every movie we've talked about, Chad has had is good, but it has flaws, except for maybe Failsafe. There's not a flaw in Lincoln. None. Oh well, yep, there is. What's your flaw? It's the same flaw I have with AI. Movie doesn't end in time. The f- movie should end when he puts his gloves when he says I shouldn't. I I'm going out, but I wish I could just stay home. And when no. he's looking for his gloves. And we see his gloves. Movie should have ended there instead of having the whole epilogue. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see that. That, uh, but it, the ending didn't bother me. That's a dro- mic drop ending. Yeah. And then of course, yeah. I was about to say I'm making an assumption that fucking idiots know that Lincoln was shot a few minutes later. What yeah. spoiler? Come on, Joe. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Well, then it cuts to his son in a theater, the youngest one in a theater, and they find out, and it just it doesn't. I don't know. But Lincoln's yeah. one of the best movies ever about an American president. And the second my other uh, my other honorable mention is of course the second uh the second best movie about a president ever made, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I, it's terrible. But the book is phenomenal. I'm sure it is. Thank God, but the movie's awful. The movie is. I own the movie because and what gets me about that, what makes me actually angry. And James, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave the uh the low budget ripoff uh, to you. Uh, what gets me actually angry is the fact that the screenplay was written by the guy that wrote the book. So I know, but Smith, I argue with you every time you bring it up. I always say shitting on the screenwriter is basically saying I can't believe how the key grip killed this movie. I no, 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 no. I agree. Idea. I agree. But we have the no part... idea how many other doctors were on that. Oh, I know, and that's what I would love to see his original script because his book is it should be asinine. It really should be. And then you read it and you're like, this kind of makes sense. This kind of works. And it makes a lot of historical allusions to other people that were alive during that time and where they fell on it. And it, it shouldn't work. But good Lord, it's one of the most compelling weird horror fictions I've read. Mine are two. Uh, one is John Travolta as fake Clinton in Primary Colors. Primary Colors is another movie we don't talk about enough. It's a fantastic film. 
based uh, also on a book that was originally published anonymously. Anonymously by anonymous. I can't remember who the real author is, but it's basically Clinton. I remember it came out, but I forgot who it was. Yeah, and the other one is Frost Nixon, probably Ron Howard's last great movie. And Frank Langella is Nixon. What do you all think? What is what's a great Ron Howard movie after Frost Nixon? You ever see that solo? That's enjoyable. I did rewatch it. It's enjoyable. Yeah, no, I was being. I I, I stood it. by the original when I watched it in the theater and I rewatched it. I was like, oh yeah, this is enjoyable, but your train sequence should have been at the end. I and to be honest, I, I'm still waiting for more uh, Lando. Yeah. So, um. Um. So. Uh, I, I, I asked I, the question seriously. What is Ron Howard? Does anybody know? That's his last great movie. I mean, I haven't seen it, but uh, I mean, Hillbilly LG. Yeah, that was ripped apart, but I haven't seen it either. I, I, my, well, and the problem with that is the the author. I can defend his book to a point. He's the problem is if you generalize it to all of Appalachia and say that's how all of Appalachia is, it's like when you generalize anything else, it falls apart. And if the, it's a story about his family, that's fine. If you're saying his family represents all of Appalachia, you lose me very quickly because that's not true. And by the way, I know you're you're probably not going to agree with me on this one, but I will say uh, Frost versus Nixon probably, but honestly – uh 2015's in the heart of the sea i loved it i liked it but i didn't love it i thought I think, it was a good I th- movie i think that's his last best film yeah it's a good movie man mm-hmm. i thought about that because it's, it's chris hemsworth uh well yeah. actually you know what and by the way the, the guy who chris hemsworth plays looks nothing like chris hemsworth i'm just saying uh the other actually the one where he did about the race cars actually i like that a lot better oh, oh rush. Um, rush yeah i liked rush better than i did in the heart of the sea so, uh, are you done with your honorable mentions? I'll throw mine out. Because one of my, I almost forgot, but you're right, Chad. If we're doing honorable mentions, we shouldn't leave off FDR, American Badass. Because, mm-hmm. um, uh, oh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on Barry Boswick's name? Uh, uh, Boswick, who we, we met. When we did the interview, and we mentioned it to him, because he also did the follow-up, which was, oh, what was it? It was even more terrible in title. Um, it wasn't Anne Frank, was it, or was it? It's something crazy. But anyway, he's in it. He's got a cameo in it or a shorter role. But he plays FDR, and it turns out FDR got polio from a werewolf attack. And it turns out Hitler and all those other people are werewolves, and that's actually the root of World War Two. It's it's a lot of fun, but good lord, don't go into it thinking, oh, this will be well done. Um, I do think it's more fun than Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter outside of the book i do like the book but um but my other honorable mention i have to mention because i think it's the type of president that i i sometimes wish i could point to our history and say we had and it's not a major role in the film but there is this great great film that kind of wraps up the cold war and in this film you have these these national heroes, effectively, who are caught up in political intrigue. And it gets to the president, and the president, they're like, what should we do? What should we do? Oh, sorry. Then, oh, my pre- goodness. I apologize. I don't know what that was. It just popped up. I apologize. James, you were saying America. What the president, president uh, what the president actually has the great line of this president is not above the law. And he has to agree to let them go through 
being tried by the other side. And I'm referring to Kurtwood Smith playing one of the greatest presidents ever committed to film, the Federation president in Star Trek VI, The <laughs> Undiscovered Country. And I actually say that not jokingly. Go back and watch the scenes that he's in. Oh, he's and good. His, it's his dialogue about, we are not above this, they could be guilty. I don't care that they're heroes. I don't care. And he doesn't say it that way. But it's the, we have to let this play out. And the, our values, our our federation, our, to put it in modern part, our country is more important than two people. It doesn't matter that, yes, we owe, they saved the world times and time again. That doesn't matter. Now, actually, I think there is a line. Now they're going to save it by standing trial. Now they're going to face their accusers. And that is just as heroic as them traveling through time or doing anything else because they have to do this. And I think, you know, I joke sometimes that Rocky Four is the end of the Cold War, but I actually argue the pop culture ones that actually probably do it better are Star Trek Six, And uh, actually, I would argue Goldeneye, Bond, Bond's commentary on the end of the Cold War and how it wasn't really over. And that seems really, really relevant right now. Um, but, and so I do think Star Trek Six, the Federation president in that is one of the most compelling presidents uh -huh. on film because it really does look at what are you willing to sacrifice? Who are you willing to sacrifice to preserve everybody else? All right. Well, guys, this has been our presidents in film. Tune in in the next week or two, and we'll be talking about presidents on television. Feel free to give us your suggestions. Send them all to James, Chad, or Joe at our Twitter or facebook anything else gentlemen before we log off um yeah I, who's you, real quick we'll just see if anybody can do it who's your favorite dictator on film you know how you you know how you grow dictators oh good lord i apologize you plant the foreskins i was gonna say charlie chaplin because that's the classic example right the that's how you get you a whole mess of dictators raise some foreskins Chad, you want to say Sasha Baron Cohen so we can just end this? <laughs> I apologize. I don't know why I tried to get in one last this question. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sighs>